0: Episode 18 of the DNVR Raptors podcast. Um, I apologize in the delay in shows in the week, but I, I guess, I guess, these are just kind of how the shows are going to go, that um, they're pretty backloaded in the week. That's just usually when I can get um, player availability and stuff. So, like I said, sorry about the delay, but I think we have a good show for you today. We'll talk a little bit about the Colorado Raptors' 22-14 to 14 win over the Utah Warriors, and we'll get into a real good interview I had with Connor Cook, the Colorado Raptors flanker. He's been wearing number seven. So, With that, I guess we'll jump into the match real quick. Um, If you've been paying attention, the Raptors picked up their first win of the 2020 season last Saturday, uh, 22-14 over the Utah Warriors. Uh, For the fourth week in a row, I think kind of the big story coming out is the Raptors have really showed improvement um, just really across the board, especially I think in the scrums and stuff, and they were finally rewarded with a win because of it. So um, I know for talking to a few guys leading up to the match last week, Um, The one thing they were really focused on was starting quickly, and that's really what's plagued them in the first three matches of the season, is they've started slow and they found themselves behind on the scoreboard already, like right off the bat. Uh, It's tough to dig yourself out of the hole. I know they almost did against NOLA, um, but ultimately that slow start was kind of what, what put the nail in the coffin in that match. So... I know heading into the Utah match, starting quicker was a point of emphasis, and, and that's what the Raptors did. I think you could tell from the jump that they were playing a, with a little more intensity. Um, with that in mind, they wanted to start quick. They didn't want to be down going into the into the first break, going into halftime. They wanted to take control of the whole match. Exact. That's exactly what they did. Uh, their victory was a wire-to-wire victory. They led the entire time. Um, Utah made a little bit of a comeback there at the end, but, but the Raptors, show a lot of metal, and they, and they slam the door on that comeback, and, and they escape with the victory. So so yeah, so I think, um, going back to, the, to starting slow, I think you could kind of tell the first one to two minutes of the match, the Raptors kind of tried to start slow. And you could tell that Utah had watched their film, because they tried to do the exact same thing that Enola Gold did the week before, whereas the Raptors conceded a penalty. Utah kicked to the corner, set up a line out into a driving mall. Um, and, and the Raptors stood tall this week, and, and last week they didn't. So that was kind of the, they they turned the tide early. They didn't they didn't let it become too much for themselves. The Raptors stuffed that mall, uh, forced a turnover, got the ball out of that territory, and and they really just took care of business the rest of the game. I think for the second week in a row, the scrums looked a lot better, as I mentioned a little earlier in the show. And I think that ultimately that just comes down to gelling, getting more comfortable with each other. I know I talked to Luke, uh, the captain Luke White, after the match uh, on Saturday night, and he was saying that, that you can just tell that that the, the more hours the guys spend together, the more time they spend practicing, the more time they spend under the same roof, learning, growing together. Like You're seeing the, the results of that and, and that came out with a win also. So I think based on the trend, you can see the Raptors trending upward. They uh, Unfortunately for them, started in a three-zero 0 hole, or excuse me, an 0-3 hole early on. But I think you're seeing the, the ship being righted, and, um, and they'll have a tough test against the Arrows. But the, it's a good place to see where they stand, um, and I, it'll be an exciting match for sure. But it, we'll get into more of that on tomorrow's show. I have a good interview set up for that one as well, so I'm excited for you guys to hear. So... Um, going back to the win over Utah obviously this was kind of Rene Rangers major league rugby coming out party um, and I think that also can be attributed to him settling in and becoming more comfortable if you remember he arrived to the team to the United States really on that Tuesday before the Raptors played the Houston Sabercats in round one so he pretty much jumped off a plane from New Zealand came to training trained for two to three days and then he went to Houston played 20 minutes so he, he was in a couple of different time zones in, in less than a week, and that'd be tough for anybody. So you're right, yeah. Like I mentioned, arriving on Tuesday, so he's kind of getting settling in. He's been he's been with the team now for over a month, learning, training, hanging out with the guys, like just just really like becoming more comfortable with the team. Um, and, and to be honest, like a lot of the guys on the team, I know the that's been talked about how much turnover the Raptors had this year. There's a lot of new guys in here. Um, Mark Bullock talked a little bit about that last week. But even those guys showed up only two weeks before Renee did. So it's been a lot of just really getting comfortable, gelling, becoming a team. And you can see that kind of taking shape now. So um, he he also had a little bit of a sore hamstring um, in that NOLA loss. He didn't play. So it's good to see him bounce back from that injury as well, come back, have a really good game. So like you mentioned, Uh, Rene Ranger finished with eight carries for 79 meters and two tries in that match. He also earned MLR Player of the Week honors because of that. Um, But he wasn't the only Raptor to have a big game at all. A couple guys jumped out of the stat sheet. It was Michael Curry, uh, another big guy playing in the forwards, finished with 17 tackles on the day. Captain Luke White finished with 15 tackles and 11 carries for 50 meters, so he's putting his body on the line there quite a bit. Uh, Wing John Ryberg also had another big day. He had 11 carries for 111 meters Um, and fullback Mason Emerson finished with 11 carries for 218 meters and a try scored a big try right at the end of the game right as Utah was mounting a little bit of a comeback Um, coughed up the ball down in the Raptors territory Mason scooped it up at the 10 meter line I think he beat three or four guys on that scurried down the sideline ran in for that try so slammed the door on that Utah comeback Huge try! He had a big games all over the field uh, on Saturday. So, obviously, a lot of guys plays well. I think that just comes with the territory. The more comfortable they get, the more they gel. Uh, they they look better every week, and if they continue it, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Obviously, have a big tough uh, big matchup against the Toronto Aeros this weekend in round five, um, and and if they can find a way to win that one, that'll be a big win for the club as a whole. So. Another guy left off that list, not because he didn't play well, because he played extremely well, um, because I need to introduce him, is flank, flanker Connor Cook. He also stuffed the stat sheet during that one that on Saturday. He finished with 15 tackles, 40 ruck arrivals, which is an absurd amount of work. Um, and according to director of rugby, Mark Bullock, I was having a little chat with him earlier this week. He had 80 involvements in that game. So he was all over the place. He was in a lot of different plays, doing a lot of the, the hard work and then, I mean on top of that he had six carries for twenty one meters on offense. So he was everywhere. He's grinding hard, doing doing the dirty work for the Raptors there, which is important to have on your team. You need that on, on any team, especially rugby team. So with that introduction, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Colorado Raptors flanker Connor All Cook. All right, now we welcome onto the show, Colorado Raptors flanker Connor Cook. Connor, how are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Man. Yeah, Looking forward for to me. it. So before we get into the actual interview. Um I just want to say that you and your wife have the cutest dog of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Ziggy he's awesome. Yeah, yeah he he's a, he's a cute dog. I like seeing him every week on the Raptor story. So. Yeah, she's she's trying
1: to do a different outfit every week. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I hope she keeps it up. I'm looking forward
0: to it. Awesome. So. Cool. So I guess we'll just jump right into it then. So where where are you from? I know you moved around quite a bit. So where where yeah, do you so, call your hometown?
1: Um so guess I'd call my hometown Frisco. That's where I spent the most years of my life. So uh-huh. Frisco, Colorado up in the mountains. Um, I bet that
0: was a fun place to grow up. Yeah, it was
1: awesome. So I actually grew up up there. I skied a lot, obviously, just being around all the ski areas and whatnot up there. And then I, my main sport was hockey growing up. I okay. Saw um, so I played that for 12 years. Um, and then Going into my freshman year of high school, uh, we moved to Hawaii, uh, to the Big Island, Um, and so I lost uh, hockey, obviously. There's no place (laughs) out there in Hawaii, so uh, I decided my freshman year I'd pick up uh, rugby, and I loved it, and so I just kind of played all through high school um, for Waimea Rugby Club out there, Um, and I I picked up football as well, and that's actually... Kind of what took me into college was football. Right. Um, so I played defensive end, and I was actually a place kicker. Um, oh, nice. I was pretty good at kicking. So I actually got recruited to play both positions, but they just kind of asked me to, like, choose one.
0: And that was at Redlands, is that right? Yeah, that
1: was at University of Redlands in Southern California. Um, and so I ended up just deciding to kick there because I was a little undersized still coming out of high school. Yeah. Uh, I f- felt like I'd get on the field faster. For sure. Um, So I played two seasons there, and then after, it was our homecoming game my second year, my sophomore year, and I got a call from my uh, high school rugby coach, actually, and was like, hey, I have this opportunity for you to play rugby and get a scholarship at ASU, he said. And I was like, oh, sweet, Arizona State, (laughs) like, of course, like, yeah, Yeah. I'll definitely go there. I was at you know, Redlands is a pretty small school. Um, And so, anyway, I got on the phone, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go, so I started you know, talking to the coach and I was like, it's yeah. so weird. He's got a serious Southern accent. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing in Arizona? And I started looking at more of the school and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. What did I sign up for here? Just
0: committed to Arkansas State. Arkansas <laughs> State, yes. And then so that's yeah. so in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Yeah. I was
1: like total culture yeah, shock leaving right. and going down there. But I left after that uh, fall semester, um, 2010, I believe it was, and then moved down to, to Arkansas, and it was, was crazy. But they had a great program down there, and so I'd taken about two years off of rugby at that time. Yeah. So jumping into it at that level was, was eye-opening, and I learned a lot and yeah. um, definitely got a lot better um, through my – we had a few different coaching changes while I was there, but I picked up a lot of knowledge and stuff and then kept for growing sure. and, that, and then ended up moving out here.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. So can you kind of explain your path to the Raptors? Did you move out here for a job and then kind of picked <clears throat> up playing when uh, you yeah, got so out I, here? Or?
1: I knew rugby at the time wasn't like necessarily paying people, but I right. still really wanted to play. And I kind of heard just through the grapevine, like something professional was going to come up in the, in the next coming years. And so, uh, obviously with my history in Colorado, I loved it and wanted to be back here. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, we weren't really sure what we wanted to do. She was thinking about doing, um, uh, getting her, sorry, her sports psychology degree. Yeah, so nice. she was going to try to do that. And there was the program at DU or there was one at Florida state. Okay. And our parents are both of our parents at the time lived in Florida. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of like, should we move back, you know, closer to that right. or, you know take a stab at like you know going more off on our own and stuff so we decided to come out here and I I knew obviously the Raptors actually had a couple of teammates that were playing from Arkansas State at the time for the Raptors huh and there's that big sevens tournament in August yeah rugby and, town, right? yep so I had applied for a job um, I work at elite speed sports performance now down in Centennial so I'd applied with them um, in the middle of the summertime yeah kind of didn't really hear back but I knew like I was probably gonna want to come out here And so I came out here a little earlier than Taylor um, because we still had our lease on our house in Arkansas. Yeah. And uh, she was currently working and I wasn't because I just graduated. So I had a little more flexibility. So I came out here a little early, kind of scouted some apartments and that. And then I was practicing with the Raptors for sevens. um, And then I ended up playing in that tournament. It was awesome. And uh, I think we like took second that year actually under Andre Sneyman. And then, um, so then there was a little bit of a coaching change after that. And then, again, there wasn't anything, like, professional going on. So I finally got hired on at um, Elite Speed. So I kind of took that fall off of rugby, and I wasn't really training with the Raptors. And then they hosted a combine. So David Williams, our old head coach, hosted a combine. And so I went out and did that did pretty well at the combine and so i got picked up by davy and then um that's kind of my inner yeah. raptors and i've just been playing with them ever since
0: nice yeah yeah i like hearing people's paths especially before the the professional side i think that's super interesting yeah. so yeah you're enter- entering your fourth uh fourth seasons what have, what have you kind of thought of mlr so far since you've been I along for the whole ride
1: yeah i think it's amazing um you know, the growth it's it's uh, been in the last uh, three years now, um, it's incredible to see, one, the amount of teams that have, you know, now entered the league in comparison to the first year, and then, two, the talent pool. Like, right. each year it's just getting, you know, more and more aggressive yeah. and, uh, and a lot more talented players popping up and everything. So it's making the competition – I mean, as you see now, like, you know, it's pretty even playing fields across the board. Right. A bit. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of blowout games anymore. Yeah, all for sure. Close, so it's really good to see because I think it's going to help – obviously continue to grow the game and then i think it's going to stimulate a bit of growth at the youth level yeah you know, i would agree that they can actually yeah there's like a and, there's a attainable goal now exactly. So the
0: same thing like when i played rugby it was i mean back in like early 2010s yeah. like what <laughs> And you know, you could you would want to go play for USA, but like how and do you get a, there, right? right and yeah, like yep. and that's about it. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's been awesome too, and it's been fun to to watch. So cool. I guess now we can kind of jump in. Oh, I guess one thing I wanted to ask you also, I like asking people you have a favorite rugby memory?
1: Um I'm trying to think. Um I got I actually had the pleasure when I was at Arkansas State, we won back to back Um, national championships for seven and that was really cool um, to be a part of both of those teams Um, so we won the one I had a bigger part of the first one I kind of didn't play much Um, the second one I played quite a bit um I forget what year it was, 2013, I think it was, in uh, North Carolina. Okay. And we ended up winning. It was amazing. Yeah. So that was a really cool um, just kind of victory to have. Um, we didn't have any super success. If, I mean, we were a good 15s program, but we'd never right. – Like, we'd always lose in the semifinals right. or something like that. So that was really fun um, Yeah, being a part of that um, championship team and everything. For sure. I like
0: hearing everyone's is a little different. Yeah. So I think that's cool. So, cool. So now we jump into a little bit of the season so far. Um, obviously not the start. Uh, you guys wanted to the season, went 0-3 to start, picked up a big win over Utah this last weekend. But there's been improvement every week. I think that's, like, something people can see. Um, what's kind of been the key to that? I mean, do you agree with that, first of all? I mean, yeah. What's kind of been the yeah, key to that? Yeah, I mean, we
1: definitely started a little – you know, slower than we would have wanted to and everything. Um, but, you know, we do have quite a few new guys coming in. We lo- You know, we lost a bit of our team since last year. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of it's just getting that cohesion amongst all the players and stuff. You know, some of us have played together, but, you know, a majority of the People on the team haven't. And so just getting that mesh and that buy in with everyone and the um, little connections on and off the field are so important, you know, with the trust and everything like that. Yeah. So I think as the season goes on, you'll see us continue to build um, just based off um, growing all those connections and whatnot.
0: Right. Yeah. So I guess kind of what is that the difference between this win over Utah and then the past three weeks? Is that ultimately what it boils down to? basically
1: ultimately what it comes down to. You know, I think they're trying to figure out, um, Basically, who they need to enter, you know, into the starting lineup. That mm-hmm. who's going to be coming because coming off the bench is also, you know, it's a huge, it's a massive part of the game. Yeah, as you certainly. saw against Utah, you know, they almost climbed back in a little bit at right. the end, and so we really want our bench to come on and bring like a huge spark. Um, yeah. And so it's a super important role, and I think just figuring out like who's going to bring that off the bench and all that yeah. to seal the game off is like one of our one of our things we're working on. Um, but yeah, I think just, like I said, as we grow and, you know, know each other, um, more and more, it's going to help us continue to, yeah,
0: flourish. yeah, for sure. And I know, since you kind of brought up roles, I, I guess I would like to ask, like, how, how would you describe your game? Cause I know I was talking to Mark Bullock, the director of rugby here earlier this week, and. And he was mentioning that you, I think, had eighty involvements in this last game. I think you had forty ruck arrivals and fifteen tackles. Like, how how would you describe the way that you play?
1: Um. So I like to. I like the physicality of fifteen. Yeah. So um, I think those numbers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> illustrate that for um, sure. <laughs> and I know, you know, for my position personally, like being a seven, you've got to kind of be that nuisance on the field, and you want to be everywhere, so your work rate has to be high and. I mean, yeah, it's tiring and stuff, but, you know, just getting around the field as much as you can and just being a presence wherever you can. Um, Not all of it's, you know, that glorified. Sometimes (laughs) you don't get the big carries (laughs) and stuff like that. It's a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes work. But it lays the foundation for, um, you know, our platform for attack and stuff, like getting quick ball for our our nines and everything. Um, So, yeah, it's more of those kind of behind-the-scenes roles almost. Like, if you're not totally – um if you're a little bit new to rugby i should say and you don't necessarily know all the nuances of it it's yeah. something that you might be like oh did that guy do much on the field right you know, but yeah you are because like i said it's not yeah. maybe flashy <laughs> but you've got to stick your head you in the for trenches sure. a bit
0: so yeah you're a grinder i can say it it's <laughs> so. yeah next time people are watching the raptors you keep an eye on connor because he's grinding out there so um it's cool like, kind of going back to that utah match is there something from that match, whether it be from the whole team or just about the performance as a whole that that you're particularly proud of, like whether it be like that defensive effort for the 75 minutes or um, the ability to kind of close it off like when they did start to mount a little bit of a comeback, is there something that comes to your mind?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it there with the physicality portion. I think a lot, you know, obviously we knew Utah was gonna offer up a bunch in the forward pack. They're big, they pride themselves on their defense and um, they run hard.
0: also the team with the hardest names to spell. Exactly. Yes. And pronounce. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I think we really came out and kind of punched them in the face a bit and like, you know, they weren't really expecting that. I think right. especially, you know, a lot of people at this point had probably written us off with our right. starting record and stuff. So it's actually a bit to our advantage. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think we just did a really good job of coming out and just not stopping there. I mean, obviously we fell off a little bit at the end and then, you know, we had, we picked it back up, but, uh, I think that was the main thing was the defensive effort from everyone across the board. Yeah, and then as well, I thought we did a really good job um, giving our backs a good ball to attack off of our um, set pieces, so our scrums and lineouts. Yeah, we gave them good ball, which in some of the other games beforehand has been kind of sloppy. So it makes it hard for them to actually you know nail their strike moves and stuff. Right. So I thought we were looking a lot more confident um, with our ball in hand as yeah. well. So like as long as we hold on to the ball, we look good. You know. I we're, think I would so.
0: agree. Just going back to. I mean, even that, that like sequence of – I think it was like a 16-phase sequence against NOLA, the, obviously the one that the refs had drifted a little yeah. forward. But like I think you guys have shown through these first four weeks that when you actually can get into phases, like I, yeah, it's tough to and stop. And I think
1: that's our biggest thing is we have to tr- back ourselves a little more on attack and um, not try to hit home runs every single phase. We've right. got to be patient and build the phases, and that's when those – those big holes are going to open up and that's where we're going to create some serious opportunities. So I think we just have to be a little more patient.
0: Yeah. So I guess that kind of leads into to my next question is just how do you keep it rolling into this match against the Arrows? Because the Arrows are, if for people that don't know, the Arrows are a quality side, yeah. 4-0, top of the East heading into this match. So how do you guys keep that rolling?
1: Um, so, yeah, I think we just, you know, we continue to build on that defensive effort. Like there's always room for improvement. So, I mean, you know, there was some missed tackles. I mean, I even had a few and um, so I think, you know kind of minimizing those turning those into actual like maybe positive tackles getting a few more of those behind the gain line um like, same thing toronto is a big pack and they're they're uh, well structured they're mm-hmm. very patient on attack so we're gonna have to be very patient on defense uh, we're gonna have to try to disrupt their ball um, but i think just feeding off the momentum of last week you know we're at home like we got lot going for us right um and then again just comes down to us on attack just being patient not throwing yeah. those like 50 50 offloads if they're not on and stuff like that and just right. recycle the ball and like live to play another phase yeah, yeah. for
0: sure and i guess uh, i guess this will be my last one just kind of so through the first five weeks now that i mean after you've played toronto you'll have played the san diego legion who are top in the west and the toronto Arrows, top of the east is that kind of an advantage for you guys to have played like the 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 best of the best so far this season like kind of had a murderer's row of a schedule kind (laughs) of in that sense
1: um I do think it's good for us um and I think it's you know good for us to have played them early on as well um uh yeah it should give us you know hopefully some good confidence after this weekend going into playing like the rest of the teams in the league um but yeah um but mostly just treat it like every other game right Um, and, uh, yeah, just get G'd up for it and take yeah. care
0: of our jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a fun one on Friday. So, all right, Connor, thank you for your time. That's all I had for you. No so problem. I really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thanks. Yeah, keep keep having uh, your wife post those dog pictures as well. <laughs> I
1: will. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Colorado Raptors flanker Connor Cook. Thank you to Connor for taking out some time of his day. Come sit down and have a chat with me. He's been playing some really good rugby this season. Um, I was pumped to see him come on the show. I really enjoyed talking to him so thank you again connor for coming on really appreciate the time so just kind of want to remind everybody remember go check out all the written stuff we're putting out on the dnvr.com come follow along on twitter at dnvr underscore raptors my personal at colton strickler make sure you keep sending in questions we've been really enjoyed answering those questions recently so keep sending those in can be literally about anything you can send in who you want on the show Uh, send in questions you have for specific people i can make it happen so just keep, uh, just keep following along, just keep sending stuff in. Thanks for everyone who's been doing that. I appreciate it. So as for tomorrow's show, we'll have Derek Brissett from Layman Sports on to preview the upcoming match against the Toronto Arrows. Nobody has covered the Arrows as closely as Derek since they've entered the competition. So he's super knowledgeable. I'm excited to have him on, chat about the match. Did the interview actually earlier today, it was really good. So make sure you tune in back in tomorrow to catch that. I'll drop on Friday, recording this on Thursday, should be out Thursday afternoon, so have a nice fresh one for you tomorrow, previewing the match, you can listen to that, and sneak out of work a little early, come catch the Raptors, play the Arrows at Infinity Park at 6pm tomorrow, so obviously tomorrow's show, talk a little bit more about that match, Uh, talk about where you can find it, I'll talk about, I also wanted to take a little bit of a closer look at the first quarter of the MLR season, Uh, yeah, because it's been an interesting one so far, so we'll dive into a little bit of that and that's about it so all right guys that's my show for today thank you for listening hope you had a great day and i'll catch you back here tomorrow